Hey guys, it's Kayla. And this is Marissa. Welcome back to Book Talk. This past week we have read the rest of the story from Sarah Dessen. And to kick off this podcast, if you read the book, you'll understand. We're going to give our five sentences about ourselves. Marissa, do you want to go first, though? Because <laughs> 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 I don't have my five sentences ready. <laughs> I guess I can go. And this is Kayla, if you can't decipher our voices yet. But my first <laughs> sentence, my first five, so... <laughs> Shit. My five sentences are, I was born and raised in Long Island, New York. I am a tax accountant. I currently live in Manhattan. I was a cheerleader for 17 years. And my wow factor sentence is, when I was in Lake George, when I was in high school, which is like very close, I feel like, world to the book, where the book takes place, I went bungee jumping with my best friend Kim. And those are my five sentences. It's a light kid thing. You wouldn't understand. Just kidding. You guys would if if you read the book. Which hopefully you did. Let's see. You started with born and raised, so I guess I'll start with I was born and raised in the Midwest. I was a dancer for seven years. I went to the University of Alabama Roll Tide. I am currently living in Scottsdale, Arizona due to coronavirus. And finally, my fun wow factor (laughs) is... (laughs) Oh, this is bad. Um, Oh, I don't want to do something generic. I've never broken a bone. <laughs> I don't want to be generic, but... <laughs> okay, wait, what did my wow factor be? What was your wow factor? Oh, the lake bungee jumping thing. in a lake town. Oh, I I guess, like, if we're keeping, like, a lake kind of theme, I went parasailing on the biggest lake there is, which is the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Glad my wine is kicking in. Didn't know that counted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's our five sentences. It's a little bit more about us, because I feel like last episodes, we kind of just jumped into the book, and we didn't explain who the heck we are. So that's, uh, that's a little bit about us. You'll find more about our, us is like on our Instagram, but also like really we're just accountants. We really like reading, and we thought this would be a really fun thing to do together, and we're just really excited to do it. How do we want to start this? Like, should we start this with, did we like the book? Should we start with the synopsis? Let's start with the synopsis. Do you, well, you're really good with the synopsises. <laughs> well, last time I literally just read off the back of the book. I know, but uh, it was golden. <laughs> All right, I guess I will cover the synopsis. So, the book is Sarah Dessen's The Rest of the Story. It stars Emma Saylor, who's in high school. You find out very early on that she's currently being raised by her single father. Growing up, her mother was an alcoholic, and her mom unfortunately passed away, so she really only knows her dad and her grandma on her dad's side. However, that all changes when she unexpectedly goes to stay with her mom's side of the family at North Lake. North Lake is kind of more of the working class, and then Lake North, which is just three miles away, is your wealthier resorts and newer buildings and people come on vacation. So Emma goes to stay on the North Lake side, and while she's there, she meets her family. And basically, the story is about Emma Saylor figuring out who she is, because up until this point, all she's ever been is Emma which is what her dad calls her and her dad's side of the family knows her as. However, her mom's side of the family knows her as Sailor, which is her middle name. And she kind of has to figure out, is she Emma, is she Sailor, or is she a combination of both her parents? It's just like a really good story of figuring out who you are and coming to terms with your past and wanting to look ahead to the future. That was a really cute book. I didn't know, I actually don't know why we picked this book. I 
either, but it was a really cute story. I feel like it was really lighthearted, and I'm glad. And not the last one was, like, not lighthearted, but I feel like this was a really lighthearted story, and it was really cute. Okay, I, okay, I'm just going to go off with what pissed me off about the book, because I did love the book a lot. <laughs> father drives me absolutely up the wall like he is so controlling he doesn't even let her get a word out if you if she was if that was my father i would think i would just like i would have just left i would be like no like you what Do yeah you agree? okay i am with you in the second half of the book during the first half of the book i thought her and her dad had a very healthy relationship however in the second half of the book once she starts becoming her own person I feel like that's when you start seeing how controlling he is and I was like so mad at him during the second half of that book I really hated him as well I would when he wouldn't let her go to her friend's birthday party I was like are you kidding me like a you went there and said the whole time oh you can go to the other side whenever you want to honey and then the minute she wants to go on the other side he's like no Emma, you're not sailor. You have to stay with me. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like the whole the whole time he was there, I was frustrated. Up until the end, but uh, I mean, like the last chapter, he redeemed himself. But I was getting so heated at one point. I was like, this man needs chill. And no one was saying anything. Like Tracy, his like wife, his new wife, was just like letting. Like she, I feel like she knew that he was being unfair to her. Also, do you think it's crazy how she didn't know? any of her cousins like she did not know any of them existed did you get that so I was not mad at her dad for that because I felt like her cousins in that side of the family could just as easily have reached out to her but I did think it was weird how the last time she saw him was when she was four and she didn't even know who they were and she's now 17 yeah I I mean I wasn't mad at her dad for that I was just kind of shook about the situation because granted I don't remember anything from when I was four years old but like I feel like I would know my own cousins. And then part of me yeah, thinks like, she like, must have blocked that part of her life out because of her mom. Yeah, uh, that is a common theme in the book, is that her dad, kind of, his way of grieving with the mom's death was to forget that side of things. And so I think that probably seeped into Emma Saylor's life. Like, she, because he chose to forget, and he didn't talk about it, and he didn't show her pictures, she kind of just forgot as well. I mean, that's the way I, like, that's how I, it's the way I avoid most of my tasks in life is just forgetting, <laughs> but I mean, it's yeah. my whole family. They live an hour away. It's not even like I live in the country. <laughs> like, they're driving distance away, and she had no idea they existed. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> also, like, she never asked about them, like, in all those years. Even, like, her mom died only, what, five years ago? So, like, her mom never brought up the fact that she had a sister and this entire, her entire life. Didn't her mom tell her lake stories all the time? Like, did everybody just, like, miss out the fact that she had cousins and (laughs) (laughs) So I did love this book, and I I still, like, love this book. But whenever, like, her dad got me so heated at the end, and I was like, I am mad. But, no, I like this book. It was really cute. It was a really good summer read. I still don't think this was as good as Say You Still Love Me as our first podcast book. I agree. Because I just love that book. And I feel like it was just a little bit more older. But This felt more middle school, high school. Yeah, definitely like very young adult vibe, which I it's a genre I love. I I used to only read young adult, and I feel like it wasn't until this year that I really liked the literary fiction more. Yeah, I usually it was like only strictly like young adult, but now I'm like wanting to read more older stories. 
Uh, Want to go into our favorite characters and why? Sure, but you may have to start that out because I don't know who my favorite character is. I feel like the obvious answer would be Emma, or Sailor, whatever you call her. But mm-hmm. we can say our favorite character besides Emma and Sailor. Okay. Which I also don't think... I guess my answer would be Rue. This is a bad question, because obviously you're going to like your favorite character to be A, the main character, and A, her main love interest. But... <laughs> <laughs> but... I don't know, Rue is just so cute, and I feel like I just love the way that he always calmed Emma down, especially with her anxiety... He was just like yeah. at peace with her, and it was just the cutest thing ever. And then also how work, how hardworking he was, and like despite his like what life has handed him, like his dad died before he was born, he still like works his ass off to like go to college, and he had like he's so positive. He's just like yeah, I think I like him better than Emma. Rue is my favorite character over Emma for sure, or Sailor. I still don't know what I call her. I call her both. <laughs> I actually thought I liked Rue better as well. He just seems very well-rounded and grounded and just an all-around good kid, but also interesting. The dialogue between him and Emma, slash Sailor, Emma Sailor, <laughs> the dialogue is really good, I thought. And I think he leads a lot of that. Like, his flirting is very on point, in my opinion. Their humor is funny. I, I agree with your statement that he's interesting, <laughs> but also, like, uh, he's a good he's a good kid. I would say if I was Emma's dad, I would be all for Rue, but of course I know. she could not have brought home a better boy and her dad still was like, No. <laughs> but I was gonna say, aside from Rue, my favorite characters were Trinity and Bailey. Bailey I struggled with a little bit because she's a bit of a wild child and she's a bit like ungrateful for what she has. She just wants whatever's better. And that bothered me. But I will say the bond she had with Emma was very cute to me because right from the start, without even, like, really knowing Emma, she was like, this is my cousin. You guys got to be nice to her. Like, just kind of that family bond. And I actually marked the Trinity quote because Trinity kind of gives off the same vibe. It's when they're talking about whether, like, Emma should go with uh, Bailey to the lake. Trinity goes, you have to, otherwise she's going alone, and cousins don't let cousins do that, especially with Yacht Club boys, which I thought was, like, a really good quote, like, you have to go, like, that's what we do, we're family. I noted that, too. I thought it was really cute. I think it's cute how they all look out for each other. I liked Bailey, too. I, and I get, like, she's a wild child, and she's definitely, like, boy crazy. I just thought at times she was, like, like, I don't know, like, that whole prom they threw for, basically for her, like, Emma didn't care, like, that she didn't go, but, like, Bailey was actively upset she didn't go to prom, and, like, uh-huh. she sat in the corner with a puss on her face, and I just feel like, yeah, like, it sucks you were stood up, like, you got dressed and everything, but, like, your friends are all here making the biggest effort for you to, like, have a decent time, and you're just gonna get, like, wasted and fall asleep in the corner. I know. That's so dumb. I did like her, and I like her relationship with Emma, but that just, like, left a sour taste in my mouth a little bit. And Yeah. But I also like how Emma would push her away, and then Bailey's like, no, like, we're family, you can't push me away. Yeah, like, I didn't mark where she said it, but it was basically something where she's like, yeah, we fought, that, but that's what families do. Like, we're still friends. Or, like, we're not friends, we're family, Emma. Like, friends fight, but family's forever, basically that kind of mentality, which I liked. I like that, too. Okay, so who's your least favorite character? I think we all know what my least favorite character is. (laughs) (laughs) Let me guess. Is it the dad? Also, I don't like Colin. Can we 
while we're on the Colin subject, can we discuss Colin and Blake? Because that whole situation, I'm very confused about Blake. Because at one point, I thought Emma and Blake kind of were like, yeah, let's be friends. And then the next time Emma saw him, she was like, I hate him. <laughs> like, like, the whole Blake-Colin thing was weird to me. Did yeah. you get a weird vibe? It was confusing at first. I, I mean, I knew Colin, I mean, like from the start it was like Bailey and Colin and then he just like seemed very not interested in her and Bailey was like head over heels for Colin so like I was like oh this is gonna end poorly I guess Emma was more confusing with that one because she just she kind of did the same thing that he did to her she was just like liked him because of convenience yeah um only oh he's the boy kissing me so I guess I'll kiss him back that's fine it's kind of enjoyable I guess I like this pretty much she just like uh it's fine and then up until like it made an issue with her and rude she got mad at him like up until that point she was just like oh yeah like hey like and then up until the point where like rue saw her holding hands with him and like when it walked away like she was like do not touch me <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is fine like like I just thought their characters were weird, and I guess they were necessary to kind of bring Emma and Bailey together and also, like, help Emma realize she liked Rue or whatever, but I didn't care for the Colin and Blake duo. Yeah, it was not, it was not my flavor of the week, for sure, but... <laughs> oh, you know what? I didn't like Hannah, though, either. She was the one who had a thing for Rue, right? Oh, yes. You know who I also don't like? Um, Jack, her other cousin's girlfriend. I don't even know her name. Oh, oh, was that Taylor or? So I think it was Taylor. Was it Taylor? Yeah, she's she also a little controlling. <laughs> her character was not necessary at all. I guess it was to show that Bailey was like protective of her cousin for like almost trying to fight Taylor, but I feel like they didn't need that part. And also when they had that like makeshift prom, Taylor was like, "Well, of course Jack will be my date," and we're like, "No one wants to date Jack, Taylor. Like you got him." <laughs> Most of the people here are related to him, Taylor. I forgot about uh, that. I was just like, "This all sounds so ridiculous," but literally her it was her cousin and <laughs> it was his cousin and his sister, and she's like, "Well, of course he's gonna be my date." And we're like, "What?" <laughs> Oh, I, I also love the makeshift prom scene. My mm. one of my favorite parts in the book is when Emma's watching everybody dance and she's like like living her life kind of on the sideline, like just watching them. And then like uh-huh. Rue drags her to dance, and then I feel like this is when she like finally is living for once in her life. And that was like yeah. my favorite part of the book. I love that as well. I feel like I'm similar to Emma in the sense that if there's a dance going on, I might be a bit of a wallflower. But and she's happy, like right? Emma's not upset about being a wallflower. But then once Rue drags her into the dance floor, she experiences, like, this whole different thing, and she starts to come out of her shell. And I just thought that was perfect because, like, you can be happy on the sidelines, but you can also experience something new and be happy there, too. And I don't know. I, it was just a nice message. I did. I liked it, too. I liked – I feel like her, her whole life she was so scared to live so big because her mom lived, like, enormously, and it, like, killed her almost because – she lived so much that she just became hooked on drugs and alcohol and, like, it killed her. I feel like she, like, lived her lived her whole life. Her and her dad lived their whole life of, like, scaring, scared to live too big. And I feel like this is showing her that she can live in between. Like, she doesn't have to be her mother, but she can live out, like, and have a life. Yeah, I agree. Which is a big contrast to the party scene where she decides to drink. You have the prom scene, which is really cute, and she's sober, and she really enjoys it. And then you have 
the party scene where she's super drunk and she's not really enjoying it. And it just kind of shows you don't have to like be on an extreme. You can be in the middle. I like, I like what you said about the middle. Which I feel like it does show like you don't need to drink to have fun, even though we're drinking currently. But (laughs) this is a warning, kids. (laughs) That's just for confidence. This isn't for fun. No, I mean, I feel like she needed to live a little. I needed, she, she needed to let go. And I feel like she needed to experience drinking for her first time. Because she lives such a sheltered life. But she probably should have done it in, like, a very smaller consumption. Because she just, like, was pounding it. But I get uh-huh. it. Like, you get your heart. Like, you see the boy you like across the room with some other girl. You get upset and you drink. I get it. Like, I've, we've all been. I've been there. Like, I, I don't know if you've been there, but I've definitely been there. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I've had trouble with both this book and the last book. Because of all the underage drinking. I don't know if I, like missed that (laughs) like was that something that was supposed to have happened uh was I too sheltered or like because I don't want to sit here and be like yes underage drink that's good because it's not you should wait till you're 21 but at the same time it seems to be a big theme in these books so I don't know is that something that's like really happening heavily that I just totally like didn't know was going on I did drink this much when I was her age I just, like, I did not know this was happening. <laughs> but you had older siblings. That's why I'm so shocked, because you have older siblings. But yeah. I had a lot of older cousins, kind of like they do. I feel like, not my, I don't think my life situation is similar to Emma, but, like, my, my extended family where I'm really close to my cousins is. And, like, me and my, my cousins got us drunk for the first time, like, young, which is bad. Wow. It was, like, literally also, like, one mic's her lemonade. So, granted, I didn't pull a <laughs> sailor and drink, like, like five beers. I literally had, like, one Mike's Heart Lemonade and was, like, giggle fest. And then my friends, my cousins, like, go to bed. But um, <laughs> I was, like, in the comfort of our basement. Like, it wasn't, like, this crazy that I was at this party. But, no, this, this does happen now in the in the time, in the days. Not all wow. the kids do it. I also grew wow. up, in, like, on the outskirts of New York. So I feel like you also lived in the, in the Midwest. Like, I feel like I was, I grew up fast, like, Things were okay. happening. People were going in the city. Like, our after prom was in Manhattan. Uh, so I feel like it was just, we just grew up in different places. We did. We did. Different lifestyles. And yet somehow we wound up at the same place. How about that? With a lot in common. I'm so glad I got to sit. I, me and Marissa were not friends in the beginning when we started working together. And then we were <laughs> sat across each other at work. And I just annoyed her until she became my best friend. <laughs> Kayla would literally just stand up and wave her arms around until I gave her attention. And that's how we became friends. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I can't wait till we can record in person together because this whole work from home recording separately would be so much better if we were together. I know. I have your picture just pulled up on the big screen and I just look at it and pretend it's you talking. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, what's next? I'm gonna say something, but I forgot now. Oh, you guys think we're funny now? You should think we work like later in in the night sometimes, and when it hits like 10 p.m., me and Marissa become delusional, and we just start like we're just. I think I'm. I think we're hilarious. I think people laugh at us. I don't know if they're laughing with us or at us, but we're hilarious come 10 p.m. and we're still doing taxes. I was gonna say, I hope I hope if you're listening, you also find us entertaining. <laughs> any feedback we're eager to have. If you have any ways for us to improve, please let us yes. know. 
Um, okay, I want to get to another point we have. So yeah. I, wrote, I wrote a bunch of questions down earlier just so that we discussed. If, I don't know if this will even be in the podcast. Um, and I say um about 15 million times. Okay, which side of the lake would you live on, Marissa? Would you live on North Lake or Lake North? And, and to preference, just, Lake North is the wealthier side and North Lake is the working class side. Right. So I feel like I am kind of a clean freak. Like, not I'm not a huge clean freak, but, like, anytime we went and stayed at hotels or anything, my parents would, like, check the bed for bed bugs and, like, request a different room if something was wrong. So I feel like comfort-wise, I'd be more comfortable on the Lake North side. But I think you know, the North Lake side would be way more fun. But since I'm highly introverted, I'm not sure I would really fit in over there. So I, I'm going to go with Lake North, the wealthy side. Mimi's hotel has bed, bed mites? What are bed mites? <laughs> bed, bed mites. <laughs> Whatever they're called. Um, no, no, no. I'm not, like, dissing Mimi's. Everyone can go stay at Mimi's. I'm sure her place is very clean. But um, they describe those rooms as, like, white cement walls and, like, I don't know. I was just thinking of, like, a big fat TV, like, old, not mounted on the wall and white cement walls. And I just, I, I, I don't know. Like, if I was on vacation, I'd want to stay at a nice resort, you know? I feel ya. I feel ya. So, actually, well, when I was younger, every summer I would go to Lake George for a week with my friend's family. And they had, like, exactly what Mimi's... Uh, resort does where like they mention like the same families rent like every single year the same exact week like for following so my best friend's family did that and they brought me every year so it's like I kind of did that for four summers in a row and I like lived my lake week and it was like my favorite week of the summer I absolutely love Lake George so I think I'd pick Mimi's side just because I like I love that I think I'm gonna do that when I get older well actually yeah I think I'm gonna do that when I'm gonna like rent a with a bunch of people like is our goal like renting a cabin every week the same week with and you start becoming friends with everybody who rents that same week it's so yeah. much fun oh yeah that's cool that would be cool it'd be nice too because like if you have kids and you got to know those people every week that you were there then like your kids would look forward to going there they wouldn't be bored they'd have someone to see and hang out with so that'd be cool good idea i'm gonna unplug my mic my mic in because it keeps popping up poor audio quality okay how's now you, like, sound different, but you're still coming in clear. Like, how different? Um, Like, you're more muted. There's less echo and static, I guess. Oh, so, like, better? So, like, the mic is probably working. <laughs> <laughs> we just recorded 15 minutes. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to Book Talk. We're starting over. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I suck. Like you did you didn't sound bad before. I wouldn't have noticed, except that now you sound just different. Yeah, I, it hasn't given me warnings that my mic was picking up bad sound, and I was like, I don't know what this is going to sound like, so I just plugged in my <laughs> headphones, because the last podca- podcast sounded relatively okay with just my headphones, so okay. I have my headphones on with my mic down, and I'm just going to, I guess I'm talking with two mics right now. Okay, so I would live on the other side. I live on North Lake, and you'd live in Lake North. Yeah, I don't think we'd be friends. (laughs) Although I do like the idea of campus. I like the idea of working at the Tide. Yeah, 
like in college, that would sound so much fun because I would be like, you work all day and then you party all night. Not that I did that in college. I studied so much. (laughs) (laughs) Studied all day, studied all night. Yeah, so we'll live on we'll live on separate sides of the lake, but we can meet in the middle at the raft. Also, does the raft not confuse you? Because whenever I picture the raft, I picture them actually like on the rafts that you pull like on the back of a boat. Yeah, like like a tubing raft. Yeah, so I was really confused when they were like, "Yeah, we hang out at the raft." I'm like, "Do you all just like sit in tubes in the middle of the lake? Like, what's going on here?" But apparently, they all just tie their boats together. But what do they tie their boats to? I think it's like a dock in the middle. It has to be. Okay. Because, yeah, I didn't really, I couldn't visualize that. Even when Emma's parents were, like, the boat was, the sailing boat was, like, having its malfunction issues, and they, like, went to the the raft to have lunch, and, like, what, are they sitting on floats right now? (laughs) I'm so confused. So, I was like, I think it has to be, like, a plate of wood or something. And if I was Emma, and, like, know how her first night, Jack brings her out there, and she's, like, swifting from boat to boat, and, like, then her cousins, like, leave her on this raft, I would feel so uncomfortable. I'd be like, where do I go? I don't know anybody. And, like, this was right after her dad's, like, don't get on anybody's boat who's been drinking. And uh, (laughs) she's, and, like, I just, like, I would have been petrified. I'd be like, I don't know what to do. I don't even know who these people are. But she had, with her anxiety, she handled it like a champ. I know, there were times I forgot she even had anxiety because she just seemed to handle the problems well. It was, like, very distinctive times, I guess, they had, she had anxiety, like, when she had to drive, basically. Yeah. It basically was just when she had to drive, honestly. Or when there were dishes in the sink. <laughs> she just, basically, she just had OCD. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so which sail, which version of Emma Sailor do you like? Do you like Emma better, or do you like Sailor better? So, okay, my issue with this is I felt like both sides were trying to pressure her into being one or the other. Like, I was kind of annoyed at Mimi for, like, she just kept calling her Sailor, even after Emma Sailor and her dad kept correcting her, like, no, it's Emma. Like, she's gone by Emma her whole life. You don't necessarily just want to change your identity. And, like, if someone doesn't respect your name, like, when, when you repeatedly tell them, no, my name is Emma, I don't know, that bothered me a little. But I feel like she needed to experience who Sailor was in order to find who she truly was. Um, because Emma and Sailor, I felt like, were both two sides of an extreme, and she is really somewhere in the middle. True. So I don't know. Which one I like better. Also, I feel like she was called Sailor, because her, her mom called her Sailor up until she died, which is only five years ago. I feel like the timeline sometimes confuses me, because she acts like her mother died when she was four, but her mother really died, like, much later than that. Just her yeah. life at the lake died. I don't but know. But I think her mom was out of the picture a lot, because she was always in rehab and getting help, so... Like, even though she only died five years ago, she was only in and out of the picture before that at times. True. I so maybe about that. The shaky timeline. Yeah. I just feel like, other, like her mom has called her sailor her whole life. So it wasn't like no one has called her sailor her entire life. Do you like sailor better? I think I do. I think it's just yeah. my wild side on of me. I feel like I feel like you're Emma and I'm Sailor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm more like reserved and cautious, and you're much more like free spirited and like taking chances. So I do have my my moments where I freak out, but it's normally like work related, and. <laughs> 
we you both say, have those. You say I'm just being extremely extra or dramatic. <laughs> uh, I can't really remember us freaking out. Like any. Oh, oh, I remember when I thought the building was coming down. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't remember ever freaking out at work. Never mind. <laughs> I remember you running back and forth and like, we have to go right now. Where are the stairs? <laughs> And that was the one day I wore heels, and I never wear heels. I'm crying. Oh I forgot God. about that. Oh, my God. I miss being in the office. Oh, that uh, was so fun. That was and so that was, like, funny. Late at night, like, I thought the building was coming down. Oh, my gosh. Good times. Me and Lily did not know whether to laugh or <laughs> be concerned. We're like, is she good? I don't think so. <laughs> Oh my gosh. What what a memory. I totally forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that too. Okay. So let's go to our next question. Uh, do you want to explain this next question? Oh, IFS. Yes. Um, if you guys read the book, you may have come across something called an IFS, which stands for Initiative, Future Thinking, and Sweet. And these are the things that Bailey thought would make a good boyfriend. Oh, wait, sorry, Bridget thought this. My bad. <laughs> um, Similar names. But anyway, the total boyfriend behavior involves IFS, initiative, future thinking, and sweet. And as soon as I read this, I marked this because I immediately thought, I don't think I've ever had a boyfriend who had all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I texted you that. <laughs> um... I had all three, but I don't think they were. I don't think they were sincere. All three. Which one was not sincere, or were they all not sincere? I think the future thinking wasn't sincere. Like we did plan the future, but we didn't last long. I mean, maybe he. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I guess it was similar to. It was. I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't a good relationship at all. But we we did show initiative. He would, like, show up my classes every day before they ended just to meet me. He wanted to move to New York with me, and then he was very nice to me. But that kind of meets all three. But So then I guess the question is, let's say he did absolutely meet all three and they were genuine. You'd say it wasn't a good relationship. So does that mean IFS is fake? I think you have to see how long all three last. Yeah, I think you have to see how long all three last because I mean, we lasted, like, literally a month and a half. So, like... Yeah, the future thinking. We thought we were going to last forever, but, like, it lasted short. So I feel like if that future planning lasts longer than, like, a couple months. And uh-huh. the initiative it still keeps going. Like, once, like, he, like they don't stop once they get you. And the sweet thing has to continue, like, for the duration of the whole thing. Because, I mean, if you're not going to be sweet, then who wants to date you? But, so I think, <laughs> I think they are good indicators that someone's into you but I don't think they're good indicators that a relationship will last yeah no it makes sense I honestly have never been able to test this out my longest relationship was a month so (laughs) hashtag commitment issues so (laughs) um I wouldn't know on these but I don't feel like this is a comprehensive list of you know good boyfriend behavior yeah i think it's just really like good indicators that they're into you but not good boyfriend indicators how is that yeah no that's good uh because that's the thing i was the thing that i was going to say about like i've never had all three 
as it turns out, like, none of the guys I dated were really that into me. It was kind of like a convenience thing. Like, I was there, so they dated me. So I like that. These are good indicators that they're into you. And Marissa, note self for the future. Pay attention to this because uh, you need to step up your dating game. I will remind you, the next boy you bring home, about the, the three... IFS. But yes, in, in the book, she says total boyfriend behavior, but it's definitely not total boyfriend behavior. It's total he's into you behavior, maybe. Yeah. Granted, we're, not, we're definitely not dating experts, so like maybe don't take anything for word from the two of us. <laughs> Do the opposite of what we say, and you might have a chance. <laughs> oh, I die. <laughs> uh, okay, next good question. Yeah, good, good point. Good, good life lesson we just learned in this young adult book about a love story about 17-year-olds <laughs> at the age of 24. 17-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> teach us about love. <laughs> okay, my next question is, at what point in the book do you think Emma became a sailor? I know she declared her name at Chapter 18 when she went to the, like, the yacht club party with Bailey. Mm-hmm. But when did she really embody Sailor, a different person? When do you think that transition was? It's right on the back cover. Did you flip the book over? You should flip the book over. On the back, it literally gives the exact point (laughs) when she became Sailor, which is kind of funny. Uh, The back of the book says, as I hit the the dock's end and jump, I wanted to see it. The change from passenger to driver, Emma to Sailor, watching to doing. So when I hit the cold lake and went under, I kept my eyes open, which is exactly when you asked me this question over text, I texted you and said, I think it's when she jumped off the dock, which like, I didn't even see this was on the back cover at that point. But it's funny, they put that on the back cover, because I do feel like that's when she embodies Sailor. She decides, I'm not just going to be a passenger, I'm going to drive this, I'm going to be my own person. And she jumps off the dock and becomes her own person. No, I yeah, I, I agree. I'm just shocked that this is on the back cover. Like this is literally my questions answered here. <laughs> like know. there's no debate. <laughs> I actually noticed it during the podcast. At one point, I flipped this over and I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." <laughs> well, <laughs> there's so that, that question is moot. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, I love that point. It was my favorite part of the book. I. I think it was honestly even better than the love story between her and Rue was the, like, just self-discovery of herself. I think uh-huh. it was the best story of it all. Especially with how it ends, which maybe when we give our, like, review, we can kind of talk about how it ends. But I feel like the book is not so much about her and Rue. It's really about her figuring out who she is. So I like that. We really didn't get that much of them, like, her and Rue. We had a lot of, like, stolen glances and, like, a little flirting here and there. But we really didn't have a love story of Rue and Emma. We just had Emma finding her path, her past, which led her to her future. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a lot uh-huh. of family. It was a lot of family theme going on. A lot of self-realization themes. And it had a little flirty love in it. But it wasn't the I main know. story, which I kind of liked. I mean, yeah. I love a good love story, but I like right? the mix and pace. Yeah, it was a good change from our last book, which was solely about love. Yeah, it was just about, yes, yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> love, yes, yes. <laughs> Something like that, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, speaking of the last story, we can cut this out if needed, but I literally put a sticky note on page 66 that said Kyle, 
the last book we read, if you guys didn't tune in, was Say You Still Love Me uh, by K.A. Pecker, and the main guy in there was named Kyle, and they described this guy on the boat that says, uh, he has a faux hawk and tattoos covering his arms, and I was like, wait a second, is this Kyle? Wait, who was discovered with the tattoos? Who was described with the tattoo? Was it, like, Vincent? If it's not Vincent, it's just a different character that's never introduced, I think. I was like, I actually did not note that point. Oh um, my gosh, I literally wrote Kyle with a big smile on his face. <laughs> so to explain, like, me and Marissa's reading, I'm very, uh, I just, like, I don't know, I just, like, I get so captivated in the story, I don't actually pay attention to the details that much, I kind of just, like, rush through the story, almost, just because I have to figure out what's going to happen next, because I, like, can't live my life with this, like, edge <laughs> of, like, what's going to happen next, whereas Marissa is, like, very detail-oriented, so she always catches the details that I never notice. <laughs> like this random guy on a boat with a faux hawk tattoo. <laughs> Not important to the story at all, kids, but I noted him. Okay, so that was our. So I only have one more question left to ask, and then you can ask, and then we kind of guess give our review. And unless you have any other questions, I do have one more question, but it's about Rue. Want to save wanna it to the end? It. Sure. Yeah. Okay, do you think her dad did the right thing by sheltering her from all of her mother's past? I think her dad did what was right for him. Everyone grieves in their own way, and for her dad, the way to grieve was to pretend like the mom didn't exist. However, he projected that onto Emma Thaler, which maybe wasn't fair to her because he didn't let her discover how she needed to grieve. But I guess I would say I don't fault her dad for sheltering her from her mother, because I think he did what he thought was right. And that's really all any of us can do. And so I can't judge him for that. Fair point. Fair point. I think you can shelter somebody, but also give them part of the truth. And I just feel like he kept a little too much quiet. He did. Like the fact that she had a family on her mother's side. <laughs> like I get why he hid the big accident with her mother and Rue's dad. I get some of the things he hid, but, like, Emma witnessed a lot in her life with her mother, like, with addiction, and she she saw her mother go to rehab, and for him to hide, like, every other aspect of his mother, of her mother's life, I just thought was unfair to Emma. Yeah. One of the most powerful quotes in this book, um, it's on page 10, it says, after loving someone you couldn't depend on, you realize how important it is to trust someone who will do what they say. And I feel like that just shows Emma witnessed everything her mom went through. She couldn't depend on her mom. Her mom let her down repeatedly. And her dad, instead of acknowledging that part of her past and recognizing that Emma had grown up in this, he tried to just pretend like it hadn't happened. We're only going to talk about the good things about your mom. And that wasn't really fair to Emma because even though she loved her mom, she dealt with a lot. I was, I didn't always agree with her father, but you can't fault him. He's a single dad. He was overwhelmed. And I think yeah. he is a good guy. And like, we all know how much I dislike him. I just dislike <laughs> his controlling nature, but I, he did his best he could. Yeah. There was one thing, there was one point that I felt really, uh, I did like her dad in this one moment and I felt almost bad for him is when the, during the hurricane and he found Gordon in the shed because uh, Waverly, Emma's mom used to hide in the shed and uh -huh. it really, and when he explained it the following day to Sailor, Emma Sailor, whatever, he was like, I remember everything about your mother. And it shows yeah. like he is still grieving 
about the woman that he adored. And I really do think he adored his wife. And that's why he mm-hmm. put up with all of this of all her wildness and free mm-hmm. spirit. Cause they came from opposite worlds. And she was like this wild child who likes to hide. And he was this grounded dentist. So you do, you do witness him grieving. I just don't think he handled the, with Emma the right way. I would agree with that. I, yeah, it, it warmed my heart in like a sad kind of way when he said that, that he remembered everything because it just shows, yes, you can move on. Like he's happily married now to Tracy and he has his mom and his daughter and he's happy. But like when you truly love someone, you just, you don't forget that no matter how hard you try. And that was very touching and sad. And it showed that, yes, he, sh- he kind of, cause he kind of acted like he forgot his mom, her mom for like yeah. the whole t- 20 two chapters up until that point. Um, <laughs> but it, it showed that he did. 380 pages. <laughs> it was like the la- second chapter to end or the last chapter where he's like, I remember everything about your mother. I'm like, you have given no indication that up until this point. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he hasn't even said Waverly. Like, I'm pretty sure he... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I agree. But that was your last question. And now I have kind of about real hit me and i don't i don't know if okay i guess we'll start with this one i feel like if i were real i might have had a hard time being around emma sailor knowing that her mom was the reason his dad was dead uh did you get that vibe like how did you take all that in because i completely blamed waverly for his dad's death and i just didn't know how he could overcome that and love sailor the way he did I don't blame her 100% because he did go on his boat drunk. Right. That's true. Like, Waverly didn't get him drunk. And, like, yeah, she disappeared. But also, I feel like he would have to know that she disappears all the time. Like, isn't it known that, like, Waverly just disappears whenever she wants to? So I don't really know why he freaked out as much as he did because... Maybe because they were both drunk and he was worried, like, she drowned or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I get... I've. And I get, like, if I would understand if Rue did hate Emma for that reason. But I think, and Rue talks about how he had, like, a dark time and, like, thought he wants to think on the brighter side of things. Like, her dad was, his dad was drunk when he got into the boat. So it wasn't completely yeah. her fault. I agree. He also never met his dad. I, I know he, like, gre- he gr- he definitely had grief for his father because he grew up without a dad. But it's harder to grieve point. for someone you never actually met compared to, like, Emma, who grieved for her mother, who she knew for... 12 years of her life. That's a good point. I don't mind about that. I guess he no, never... No, but I, I get your point. That. 100% though. My other thing, which is kind of related, was Rue's tattoo of the coordinates, which I thought was interesting because Kyle had a tattoo <laughs> of coordinates. We keep reading like <laughs> books. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't feel like they ever really explained that. Like, he said those coordinates were of the center of the lake. But did that have any significance? Did I miss something? No, I don't think it. I mean, I think it had a significance like, oh, lake is always home. Like, okay. uh, you always find your way back home. I don't know. Okay. All right. I just like when I read that, I thought there was going to be more because they mentioned his tattoo a couple times. And then in the middle of the book, they said something about it being the center of the lake and Emma made a joke, and then they never brought it up again. And I was kind of disappointed at the end. I was like, wait, I thought something was going to happen with those coordinates. Did you like the ending of this book? I already know that you were not as big of a fan, which should tell you that I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, did I tell you I didn't like the ending, or did you just pick that up? I 
you gave off vibes. I don't remember what you said, but you gave off definite vibes. So the ending, I felt like, was realistic. There's a hurricane, some damage happens, there's thoughts of the future, but there's also a lot left to the unknown. Will her and Rue make it? Will she come back and visit her family? Like, you don't know, but that's the point. Like, what is the rest of her story? It's up to her to decide. So I thought it was very fitting and also realistic. Like, it wasn't a happily ever after. It was a, like, life ever after. Like, we'll see what happens. I I just love happy ever afters. <laughs> I want to put a pretty bow on it and close the chapter and just feel satisfied that someone's a fake person's happy. And again, she's happy, whatever. I just wish there was like a little more clarification. Also, she drove off with Rue. So like, is Rue going to home with her? Like, I just wanted a little more. But I I see people don't want people don't want a realistic ha- ending. I don't want reality. I want fake. <laughs> I want to escape reality. No, but like, was there anything specific about this ending that didn't jive your, jive your boat? (laughs) I have no idea what you're saying. (laughs) Um, No, I really did like the, I did like the book. I liked the ending. I wasn't mad about the ending. I'm happy her and Rue were together in the ending, driving off into the sunset. I would just like a little more of like. I don't know. She, like, I would have maybe I would have wanted the last chapter or like her coming to the lake on Thanksgiving. Okay, like uh, six months from now or something. Yeah, I think I would have liked that. Like, oh, her yeah. and we were doing long distance, and she's home visiting the lake with her family, and like, I would have loved that. But I mean, you can't get a happy ending always. It, and I think this that uh, it's not a bad ending. It's not like they all died. Like it was a good ending. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't kill well everybody off <laughs> you have to read beach read because it actually focuses so much on the endings of like books and oh, really? literally like the main character like she loves happy endings and he hates happy endings and oh my gosh you have to read this book i no i want to i it has popped up on our bookstagram so many times not just like from you but from everyone that i'm i going to get it and read it i have to yeah you definitely have to it's like a must read um but you'll like that part because it's literally like a very big like point in the book is like book endings uh i just like happy ever after but you know we can't always get that okay so what do you give this book out of five well like overall i'd say it's a 4.5 i thought it was really solid i thought the characters were developed well i thought i mean i liked the ending i know you didn't I felt like it was a coming-of-age story, and she really stepped into who she wanted to be. So I I thought it meant what it was trying to do. So 4.5. I give it a 4.2. Oh, wow. I I mean, I like the story. I did. Um, I just didn't love the story like I loved the last book. It didn't win me over. It wasn't, like, the best story ever to me. Right. And this is only our second book of our podcast, so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start low, and I want. I want good books. I wanna raise the bar. Yeah, this is the only the second book I've ever read. So <laughs> <laughs> we don't actually read. <laughs> so um, that's an average of a four point three five. I'll post yeah, that on I would our say, story. Like this, this book won me over. I was not on the edge of my seat with it the way I was with the last book, which is weird. I rated the last book lower. But I was more intrigued by the last book. But I think it's because I like the way this one wrapped up better. (laughs) You like the ending. And I like last ending. Because it was like the six months later and her and Kyle are still together. I love that. 
Yep. <laughs> and maybe her and Rue are still together. Who do I know? I just don't like the unknown. We all know I rush through books because I don't like the unknown. I know. Oh, but man. I can't okay. wait to write a book someday and leave it on a huge cliffhanger for you. Just to make me mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is that it? Is that all we have? Is that all she wrote? That, that's all she wrote. <laughs> yeah, I mean... We let's see. We went through the synopsis. We talked about our favorite parts, favorite characters. We rated the book. I guess the next thing would be to ask our listeners: like, did you like the book? Did you read along with us? Definitely let us know. We have an Instagram at Book Talks Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Like, DM us, comment, anything. Just let us know if you're following along, because it would be nice to know someone out there is listening to this. And if you want us to like have like read a book with you and like have recommendations, like please feel free to send them to us because we're always uh-huh. just eager to know. We currently like have a poll. I don't think it's out. Like when we post this episode, it won't be out. But we we'll, we have like polls sometimes to decide which book we're gonna read next. So yeah. Uh, before we go, should we talk about uh next next book we're reading? Okay, so the next book we're reading is. Daisy Jones and the Six. Uh, I've heard really good things about this all over Bookstagram, so I'm very excited. And I think what what you say, Reese Witherspoon movie about this? Yeah. So Reese Witherspoon is going to be producing or directing. I think it's a TV show. The release date hasn't been announced, but the cast has, and it's a stellar cast. So when it comes out, we'll definitely probably watch it. Assuming the book is good. Definitely engage with us because, like, we just let our readers or our Instagram followers choose the next book we're reading. So you could choose the next book we're reading. And you could also be featured on our podcast if you have things you want us to discuss. So definitely let us know. Yeah, send in questions and we'll give you a shout out. Make sure to follow us. Make sure to engage. Um, We're really excited you made it this far in the the podcast and listened this far. And we thank you so much for listening. 